0: so many images and memories and experiences that remain with those of us who lived through the tragic events of 9-11 that occurred 20 years ago this weekend. Those of us adults may remember exactly where we were, who told us about this news and what our initial reactions were. Confusion, outrage, the desire to know more about what was happening, and the fear of what might be looming next. At that time, back in 2001, social media and the internet were still in their more infancy stages compared to nowadays, so many of us, we rushed to the nearest television screen, tuning into this breaking news story that eventually, over the course of that Tuesday, took over practically every TV station. The information that we were getting was was coming in in bits and pieces, some of it accurate, some of it still needing to be verified. I remember being dismissed early from middle school literature class, which to my seventh grade mind was not really a bad thing at all, and going home and, and feeling safe at home with my family, despite what I could sense in some vague way was unfolding in this very huge way. As we tuned into the coverage, we, we slowly but surely received the whole story. Hijacked planes, intentionally targeted at significant buildings, and meant to inflict untold damage, destruction, and death upon the people of this country. From there, we would go on to see, particularly at Ground Zero in New York City, those images and stories of those who courageously came to the aid of those in need. The men and women with fire companies, with, from police and law enforcement, from rescue squads, from military detachments, chaplains, government officials who, who were seen rushing into this massive disaster zone, searching amid those pieces of unstable rubble trying to cooperate together in the midst of this chaotic scene, working often around the clock, exhausted, drained, having to document day after day more of the confirmed loss of human life. But we all carried heavy hearts in those days. We were and I think remain particularly inspired by their heroism by their bravery, by their tireless pursuit of care and service for their citizens. And with all those who lost their lives in terrorist attacks, we remember the women and men who, as first responders, died in the line of duty. Jesus today speaks with his disciples about losing one's life for the sake of the gospel in order to save it. To be honest, I think it has to be one of the more enigmatic teachings of Jesus and his way of life, because he's highlighting for us as his disciples that true salvation, true fulfillment, true living out of our lives is to be found in losing our lives, in giving our lives away, and even going to the point of being willing to trudge through experiences of suffering for the express purpose of the gospel. I think this is radical for a whole variety of different reasons, primarily among them that we don't tend to think about the world and life in these terms. We routinely go through life trying to accumulate things, to put ourselves in in better positions, to ensure that our life is better, stronger, happier. And these, of course, are all quite natural and, indeed, good things in and of themselves. If we didn't have these natural tendencies to take care of ourselves, to grow in advance, well, we'd quickly waste away to nothing. Jesus comes along and speaks about losing our life for his sake and for the sake of the gospel. What is it that he's getting at? I think what he's getting at is this seismic shift in the mentality and the approach and the outlook that is required of a disciple who is going to follow after him. Because what has Jesus asked of his disciples? He's asked them to love their enemies, to forgive exponentially, to trust always in our Heavenly Father. To speak of him, to testify to him in the most hostile regions and environments and climates. To value and uphold and protect the dignity of even the most lost and forgotten of people. To prophetically challenge, to pierce at the forces of the world and of evil that are oppressive to form a community of believers that stays together and makes this deliberate daily decision to love one another as he has loved us. Just a little bit of a snapshot of what Jesus has asked of his disciples, the way that he has trod out for us, that he has shown for us. And when Jesus makes it clear that we have to lose our life for the gospel, I think he's restating for us what we inwardly know, what we sense. That to live the gospel authentically and faithfully involves sacrifice, it involves pouring out of ourselves, it involves grit and determination and passion. It involves that 110% attitude. It involves this great seismic shift away from what we are going to get and grab and hold on to to what we are going to be giving and gifting. That is the very person of Jesus Christ. When we have extraordinary glimpses into this attitude of the disciples, such as we see in those those men and women who spared nothing in in moving to the rescue at 9-11. We get a real sense of what Jesus is asking of us, hard and difficult though it is, to save our lives, to live our lives to the fullest, to the maximum, to the hilt, to approach the person God has made us to be is to lose our lives, to give it away, to be unafraid, to spend it courageously in the service of Christ and his gospel. And one final note. We set out to do so in the shadow of the cross. No kidding about it. The cross Those experiences of hardship, of risk, of adversity, of loss, of suffering, of rejection. All of that experience of the cross is is well within our sight when we set to spend our lives for Christ and His way of living. Sometimes when this pathway of discipleship, this pathway of loving, of serving, of forgiving, of praying, of trusting in God, of pursuing justice, when that pathway steers us dangerously close to the shadow of the cross, can't we be ready to give up at times? Too much is at stake, too much that we might have to lose. My friends, it's at this this precise moment, at that precise juncture, that Christ turns to us and encourages us to take up our cross and follow Him. And it's at that moment, that encounter with Christ, that we might not feel fear and despair overtake us, but rather courage and faith invigorate us. Courage and faith that our path forward our little small path in our own little life, that that path is placed into the very path of Christ himself, walking with us through the cross into the new life and the immense joy of the resurrection. Coming to this Eucharist, this perpetual memorial of his death and resurrection, as we remember surely those who served in extraordinary capacities in you know, 9-11, might we be ready, might we be renewed for Christ's service, laying aside our lives so that his life might be light and truth for all.